0: to another Perusia podcast. I'm Shabarash, your host. Super excited because today I don't have one, but two guests, and uh, they co-authored this book right here, Ignite. Uh, it's a Bible study. Read the Bible like never before. And it's none other than our regular friend, the dynamic Deacon Howard Burke-Sivers, and his friend, and our friend, Sonia Corbett. Welcome to Sydney, both of you. How are you going?
1: Going very well, thank wow. you. Thank you have you been busy.
0: Me. I'm glad uh, we we've we're able to sit down at this point in this tour because we've got a lot of um, uh, a lot of events under our belt and uh, you've got a bit of a flavour now of Australia. Deacon's been here a few times, but uh, how has it been? Um, how's your experience been, Sonia? You've you've been in four cities so far. It in has
1: been amazing. It has. I had no idea what to expect, so I didn't have any expectations. But it has been the the people are are the the best part Mm. you know usually but just the whole the landscape the I just can't believe I'm in Australia (laughs) to be honest so yeah a whirlwind and um, lots of friends I I think I've made some lifelong friends
0: praise God I think so I think so well the feedback's been overwhelming Uh, a lot of people have been messaging me and um, just loving uh, your style style it's teaching and speaking and it's really touching and Thanks be to God. Thank you. <laughs> and then, Deacon, uh, you and I were in uh, Papua New Guinea. Before that, you were in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, I mean, it's been just uh, amazing so far. Here we are. This is, we're just getting warmed up in Sydney now. But uh, what's it been like for you and how's things going?
2: Yeah, it's been great. It's uh, wonderful to be back here again. It's my eighth trip. To uh, to Australia and you officially to officially
0: beat Tim Staples.
2: Yes, <laughs> Tim. Have, I'm the new record holder now. <laughs> That's right, right Tim. Uh, That's a shout out to you. <laughs> and I and I w- I love sharing this experience with Sonia. Um, you know, I've been hearing tremendous feedback from the women when she was in Hobart and other places, mm. and reading social media and just some of the friends that we met yes. here just texting me Oh my goodness, Sonia, you're so amazing. You know, and what's and what's so great about it is that. It's not just that is helping people to em- enter more deeply into God's Word and to uh, make a deeper connection between God's Word and their everyday life. She's also helping to bring healing mm. and, uh, uh, and, and uh, people recognizing a deeper reception of God's mercy in their life yes. through her. Yes. You know, um, Even just today, I, I just popped in my head just to say hi, and uh, you know, some of the ladies came over to me and said, "Oh!" and this just affirms what's been going on in my heart, or, oh my goodness, I finally found healing from this. And I was like, wow, this is this is awesome, yes. you know? So the yes. feedback has just been tremendous. And so, um, what I love about, again, this is sharing this experience, because often I'm speaking by myself, yes. uh, and, and so now uh, to have, in fact, the first time, uh, this is the first time that um, I'm doing a tour with someone I've co-authored a book with. yes, Because last time I shared, the experience was with Hector. Yes. You know, right. and Hector and I have never wrote anything together. So to share this with Sonya is really special.
0: Well, this is interesting. I mean, Ignite, uh, read the Bible like never before, you co authored. What's interesting is, and we've had you both uh, individually on our podcast in the past. People are very familiar with your work, uh, and I invite people to look at those podcasts in, in history. Um, and then your websites we have deaconharold.com, we have the Bible study evangelista.com. People can see your work online. Um, similar books. Uh, are you up to seven books, Sonia? What are you almost at 6 I'm a
2: slacker. I'm, I'm only at six <laughs> now. Six, Deacon, Oh, you got to catch up. Are you I including know. the booklet? Yes. All right. Yeah. So, okay. so that. Yeah. So that's five, and then the, of course the book from Ignatius is coming that's out. Coming out. Uh, That'll be very six. shortly. That'll be six. Yes. Yeah,
0: okay. Well, we've got to get to seven to catch up. <laughs> but um, in in some might say just on the surface. Oh well, wow, very different styles. Very different speakers. Um, but then diving in, the way you approach scripture is quite interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a real practical way that is really unlike many Bible study teachers out there. They, they might look at it from, they'll look at the exegesis, they'll look at what it means in the text. But what I've seen in both of you actually, uh, there's a real um, uh, drawing out of what that means for me now. And I really love the style that you both bring and you've joined forces in this.
1: I think that's what brought us together to begin with.
0: And that was going to be my question. How did this happen? That was how, because
1: we we were at a family, uh, I'll just share it from my point of view, we were at a family conference and and I spoke and, and Deacon said, We should do something together. And then he spoke and I went, We should do something together. <laughs> and we just kind of stayed in touch and, and kept pursuing it until we finally could mm-hmm. write the book together. And and I don't know, we are we're actually very similar. I think that was part of what drew me to him is his style and the fact that he's he's ordained and I'm lay and he's male and I'm female and mm. you know, it just there were so many neat it's like a dichotomy, but it was, it was uh, a very similar approach, too. I understood him, and I felt like he understood me, and our approaches are, are kind of similar. So, Plus, I just I mean, he just flat-out feeds you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get the meat, and, and I love that. So, um, but also very practical. So that, uh, that's how I, you know, I, I just felt very drawn to him and his style to begin with. So when we got to, you know, do something together... Wow. I was thrilled to be able to do something like this yes. too because then you know after so many years of, of just being you know friends and and connecting in, in other ways to kind of have a I mean in Australia you know it's yeah. kind of neat it's yeah. almost like family to me yeah. he feels like family
0: praise God well yeah he feels like family to us too mm-hmm. and, and now you do Sonia so it's yeah. been amazing well likewise <laughs>
1: praise yeah. God. you don't do something this rigorous and yeah. then not feel <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly
0: <laughs> Um, Exactly, Deacon. Do you remember uh, when um, when you first met Sonia and 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 what was going through your mind, like um, in in leading up to this project?
2: So I, I, it was actually Father Larry Richards, who said, "Do you know who Sonia Corbett is?" I said, "No." He said, "You guys should (laughs) know who Father Larry is," you know. And so we spoke together at a conference at the conference that uh, Sonya just mentioned. This was is in North Texas, and uh, I saw her. And I and I said, hey, that's what Father Larry was telling about. And I saw so her. I heard her talk. I was like, wow. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, I just just like the same feel I had with Hector and some yeah. others that I work with. Is just you just know yeah. when you hear them, you know. And I said, yeah, we we should we should do something. Forgot forgot what that is. And she's right. There is a, a dichotomy. You know, uh, I'm black. She's white. I'm from the north. She's from the south. You know, <laughs> uh, or Danny Lake, just like she was saying. And um, and, and so a kind of wonderful place. I've I'm, I'm, I'm been Catholic my whole life. She's a convert. I mean, so we bring these wow. very interesting, wonderful perspectives. You know, um, I studied scripture formally at an academic level and biblical languages and that kind of thing. But she, like, her typology is just, mm. wow. You know, I mean, just the way she makes the connections between the Old Testament, New Testament, the temple, and all the symbolism you don't hear a lot of really scholarly guys that that's studied right. um, scripture formally like I have approach scripture the way she does with the typology. And um, that's just awesome. And again, what, what all I'm trying to do is take all of this knowledge that I've learned and make it real in people's lives every day because mm. that's what I do for myself. Yes. I mean, I could, yeah, I study all this stuff, but it means nothing mm-hmm. if you can't appropriate it Yes. and bring it into your own life and have it mean something and, and bring you into deeper intimacy with Jesus, then what's the point, Amen. you know? it's just right. Then it's just a bunch of head knowledge, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's something that we both do. So I think in collaborating on the book, you know, bringing both of our perspectives in, and uh, I think that's that's the highest-rated book I have on, uh, at least uh, on uh, Amazon. Wow. I look at all my other, because I have an author page, and I, so I, I, you know, every once in a while i take a look at how the books are doing, and this one's the highest-rated book out of all of them. Wow, wow. Well,
0: what, what did come first? Because we have um, a video series, the audio uh, and the book. What was the book first or the video series first? What, which one came first? Yeah, the book came first. The book was first. How did you do this? So do you remember the process? What? what tell me about the, I guess, the process. Did you sort of say, I'll do one chapter, "I'll you do another? Or how, how was that process for both of you? Uh, Sonia, do you remember? I don't. Yeah.
1: I don't remember. I know that I don't remember. I just know, well, we had the, the structure of the who, what, where, when, why, mm-hmm. and how. We had that. Yes. And then, um, and that made it pretty simple. Okay. I think we were just, it, it, part of this, uh, the challenge, I think, for me was time. You know, we're both traveling. How mm-hmm. are we going to get, you know, you send me, I need a story for this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do you want to handle this part? You know, it, there was a lot of collaboration, but I don't remember a whole lot more than that. Yeah.
2: So, Sonia contacted <laughs> me. About collaborating on the book. Yep. Uh, she had an idea and and thought of me as a collaborator with her on this. And, and she sent me the outline and I looked through it and I thought, okay, who, what, where am I? I said, hey, that makes, yeah. that's very logical, makes a lot of sense. It definitely fits in with my thinking of yeah. how to structure something. And uh, and then we just talked about how we, as Sonia just said, how, like chapters, like what, what do you wanna say here? What do I wanna say here? Where are my strengths here? Where is your. Strengths here, and um, and so what, what if you notice in the book, it says "I, Sonia," or "I, Deacon House." So you know who's yeah, speaking, whose voice is speaking. Yeah. In this particular part, Never. you know, um, uh, especially when it comes to the stories and, and, and things like that. And I think that was really important. Um, so it's a wonderful balance mm-hmm. between um, looking at at the scripture exegetically, but then also looking at practically with stories. Yes. And that's the piece you got to get personal. You got to you got to roll your sleeves up and share experiences yes. you know, so that people can see themselves and their stories and their experience in God's Word. You know, and so we lead by example in the book. Yeah, praise God.
0: I have to at least list these chapters because I think they're very interesting for people to get a taste. So after the introduction, you got Lexio Divina, Hearing God Speak. So that's the opening, that's your first chapter. Um, the, the who of the Bible, the what of the Bible, the where of the Bible the when of the Bible, the how of the Old Testament, you've got the how of the New Testament, the why of the Bible, which voice is his, and then the word is a person, and then final thoughts. Yeah, it's very clever, very different, again, um, for other Bible studies. Is this a method you've followed, Sonia, in your presentations leading up to this book? Like, is this, this I think, is a very clever way of doing it. Um, is it just something that came naturally to you?
1: Well, I, I think... What I wanted to do is I wanted to offer a hermeneutic for Catholics to mm. understand how to even approach the Bible because if you just pick it up and you start reading it, you get lost. Yeah. I mean it, yeah. it's it's a difficult book to to know how to read and study. And just something as simple as the different genres, you know if you mm. just explain the genres of the books and how they're grouped together, it makes a lot of difference for people to start getting yes. a good like uh, a map, a lay yes. of the land, you know, so that's, that was my hope because in I, I went to seminary as a Baptist, you know, and I mean, that was one of my, my most helpful classes to begin with especially is because, I, I mean, until you have a good primer, you just don't even know really where to start. You get lost. So that was my approach is just trying to give Catholics a, a very a simple primer on how to just begin. Because yes. it's intimidating, and it doesn't need to be, right? Yes. When you have the who, what, where, when, why, and how, then you start picking up wherever you want to read, and it's, you already know enough background to help it not be quite so confusing.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Can we, I mean, you touched on genres. That's an interesting thing for people to know. It's grouped. Yeah. So, so, so how is the Bible struck? Because it's not necessarily chronologically all the way through. Um, right. So we have a Genesis, we have an Exodus, and then it's sort of... It doesn't feel like it's chronological. After yeah. that, can we yeah, whet people's appetite? What's the um, what are these groupings? Yeah, so uh,
2: Jesus talks about the law, the yeah. prophets, and the writings, So the mm-hmm. Tanakh. So the Torah, the Nebeim, and the Ketuvim. The way again, looking at it from a Jewish perspective, with yes. the Old Testament is structured. Uh, so there's the Torah. Right, which is the first five books of the Bible, or the Law of Moses, the Pentateuch. I mean, a number of different names for it: Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So, Genesis obviously tells the story of creation. And but see, the the idea—it's not a literal history. It's Mm. not literal science. It's not a science book. It's not a history text. It's how uh, about salvation history? How Mm. God has entered into the human experience to, to bring his love and his, and his mercy, and his message and salvation to, to mankind. That, that's what it's about. So Genesis and Exodus, they, they kind of flow together. It tells yes. a story you know, in slavery in and Egypt and freedom. And, and there's a lot of typology. In other words, uh, imagery and um, uh, stories and history that point toward Jesus. You see, it's fulfillment okay. in Christ. And then Leviticus is, the litur- is basically a liturgical manual. It's like the Germ, the General mm-hmm. Instruction of the Roman Missal that we have, <laughs> that's their liturgical book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the book of Numbers has a lot of the, uh, the dietary laws and um, it, Numbers is where we see uh, the, the structure of um, the tribes of Israel and then the tribe of Levi in particular, yes. which is a, a 13th tribe, which is uh, uh, dedicated to serving the priestly needs of the other tribes. Uh, Numbers is also what we see when Mary asks the question, how can this be since I do not have a husband, which is a weird question to ask because she was already married to Joseph and everyone knows how you get pregnant, so what is she talking about? (laughs) How could this be? Well, Numbers explains in um, Numbers chapter 30 that uh, uh, so if a, if a, a woman has taken a vow and her husband hears of it and says nothing, then she's still bound to that vow. And so, you know, tradition tells that Mary was a temple virgin and uh, when she married Joseph, Joseph was aware of the commitment she had made and he did not object or say anything and so she was still bound by her vow. So when she said so he they got married knowing that the the conjugal act wouldn't necessarily be, wouldn't be a part of their relationship. That's why she asked the question because uh, with Zachariah and Elizabeth, Zachariah doesn't ask when the angel comes to him in, hol- in the temple, Holy of Holies, well, how's this gonna happen? He doesn't ask that. He says, he kind of doubts it, and that's why he was made dumb, but he didn't say how it's gonna happen. And Sarah, Abraham, when uh, uh, Sarah laughed outside the temple, he says she's gonna be pregnant, like, I'm 99 years old, dude, what you talking <laughs> about? You know, um, but he didn't ask how it was gonna happen because mm. he has a wife. Mm. Mary asks, why? Numbers answers that question. Interesting. Right? And in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy means the second law, you know, so it's, it's kind of Moses reminding the people before they cross into the promised land of all the promises of God. We have another listing of the Ten Commandments in the book of Deuteronomy, um, uh, and, uh, and, and that's just again reminding the people of the law, don't forget God, when you're going into the promised land, God is keeping His promise, you need to keep your promise as well, yes. right? So we have the Pentateuch. Then we have the historical books. So Joshua, right? So yeah. obviously Moses doesn't go with them. So we have Joshua and we have Judges and which kind of continues the story. And then Kings yes. and Samuel. Uh, and then so this we see David appearance yes. for the first time. And then and then you're right. So what happens is in 2nd Kings, first 2 Kings, David, 1 Kings chapter 2, David dies. Then he reappears in First Chronicles, <laughs> which is later like, wait a yeah, minute, yeah. I thought Dave was dead. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's not, it's not like uh, linear, no. right? But again, that's not the point, right? So you, sometimes you have to, if you want to go chronologic, that's what Jeff Cavins does in his Bible study. Yeah. He kind of shows you, okay, this, and then you pick it up here, and then you have to go back here and you know, over here. Yes, that's um, a great program, that one. Yeah, and then you have the wisdom books, you know, Proverbs and Psalms and wisdom, okay. Sirach. Um, they beautiful. Yeah, and then you have the uh, some more of the historical books at First Chronicles and, and are, Is that another genre?
0: Yeah, yeah the, the prophets. Yeah, so the yeah. prophets, of course.
2: Yes. Yeah. So um, uh, major prophets, you know Isaiah, um, Ezekiel, you know, and then you have some of the minor prophets, Micah, and some of the other ones as okay. well. Okay. And again, meaning
1: th- longer, mm-hmm. right? Minor <laughs> meaning shorter. That's all. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay.
2: Exactly. And, and those prophets are they're prophesying during the time where some of the other books are happening. So you have to, <laughs> so, so they're prophesying during some of the times that, that's, that you're yes. reading about in the, in the earlier um, yeah. books as well. So yeah, wow. very interesting. Wow. Yeah. So
0: it's, it's important. I think many people may have taken it for granted, not even considering there are genres. Exactly. And, and so that's a mm-hmm. great one. I'm glad yeah. we got to, to see that. Um, uh, now, I noticed in the book, and Sonia, you've done this in many, in your other books too, this L-O-V-E, the mm-hmm. word. What is that? And, and, and why do you do it here? Uh, just to help.
1: So, people. love the word is something that Mary gave me when I asked her directly, "What do you, Mary, want me to know about you?" Mm. Um, because I didn't have a relationship with her, I didn't feel like I needed one, and my bishop sort of called me out on that, and and I felt very bereft because I, I I always just it just was weird the mm. you know the the attention she got from from a converts point of view it just I didn't understand it. So I went to her directly and I asked her, and one of the things that, that she sort of led me to see was her prayer practice through the Joyful Mysteries of the Rosary. And what I saw there was Lectio Divina. It is mm-hmm. Lectio Divina without the Latin. So it's accessible to people where you, you know, you're not in your head trying to figure out which step do I need to be on and what's the word for that, and you know, it's just very simple. Nobody loves the Word the way Mary loves the Word, Mm. and the Word is a person. So it's the acronym LOVE. L is listen, O is observe, V is verbalize, and E is entrust. She listens to the Word of God through the angel Gabriel. She observes her relationships and circumstances and knows exactly what it means. She goes Mm. to visit her cousin Elizabeth. V, she verbalizes back to God what she believes she's heard and even to Elizabeth who confirms it. And E, she... And trust him, may it be done to me according to your word. So it's just a little acronym for an ancient practice of the church that makes it much more simple and a little more accessible, I think. But also, I found it fascinating that that's basically what she did in that that set of mysteries. She's showing us how to pray the way she prays, how to love the word the way she loves the word, because she received that word of God from the angel and incarnated it. So what she is calling us to do as well, especially now, I believe in this time of history for the church, is to also do that on a daily basis, receive that word of God from the readings of the church every day and incarnate it, little I, give it back to the world, make it part of who we are, acclimate it, appropriate it, and then give it back. And I, I yeah,
0: yeah. I, uh, I love it. Uh, it's. Um this is what I, I wanted people to understand: the style and and the practical approach to scripture. It's not just, it's not just all head stuff. This is exactly. really how do I interiorize this? How do I make this part of my life? And witnessing both of you now, the way you interact with scripture on a daily basis, it's it this really guides you, uh, and it's clear that's evident in the way, Deacon, you pray the Divine Office five times a day, and I've seen you commit to that. Um, and Sonia, how you read the daily readings for Mass and commit to that, and that, that's being open to what the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to. Could you give us, each of you, um, how, has that, how has that transformed your prayer life? Like, so the importance of approaching scripture, but not just for something to study, but to actually pray, mm-hmm. to actually let it into. So I'll start with you Deacon. How do you approach it in your prayer life and how has that, I guess, influenced or guided your prayer life?
2: Yeah, so um, one of my hopes with the book was that people we'll get more out of the readings at Mass. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you sit there and then your mind is gone and, mm-hmm. you know, the readings are happening. You're thinking about, oh, I got, what am I doing at work this week? Or what's going to be on TV? or I hope the, you know... Dinner. dinner's Yeah, yeah <laughs> dinner's going on. Or, I hope the line's not long at IHOP or something like that after <laughs> Mass. Well, you know, and, and the Word just kind of passed you by. And the Mass is over, and you don't remember what the readings were about. Yeah, it's true. You know, and the thing is, God is engaging us in His Word. He's speaking to to your life your situations, to your needs, to your heart, to your life in the Word. You're being nourished and fed by the Word in preparation for Christ, which prepares your hearts, your mind, and your soul to receive Christ again, body, blood, soul, divinity, in the Eucharist. And so my hope with the book was that people would say, wait a minute, man, I heard Sony use a lot of scripture at her talk. Dang, you know what, I should probably learn more about the Bible. Where's that Bible grandma gave me when I got confirmed? Oh, well, yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dust hum- what do I do with this thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's why I start off with Lectio Divina. Mm. Engaging God's word with the heart. Wow. You know, and, and, and understanding what you're reading. Because there's some things in Leviticus, you're like, scratch your head, like, what is that going on? You know, or or this, or uh um in, in uh, also in Leviticus, these temple, these sacrifices and and things like that, why do they use the liver of the why does he get the liver and this person gets the offal and this person gets you know i mean uh, so so just trying to make it a, a deeper connection and for me you know um i've been for me it's the psalms you know that that's kind of my my interest I've been praying the psalms since I was fourteen, and uh you know now I'm older than fourteen <laughs> you know and uh so so I've been praying the psalms for forty for forty years and um and they never get boring, mm. you know. Uh, obviously, I'm in, engaging the Psalms differently in my 50s than I was in my 30s. Yes. You know, um, different experiences, life happens, tragedies happen, good things happen, children, travel experiences, all of that. And the, and the Psalms speak to you in such a deep and personal way. And so I, I wanted people to experience through this book not just the Psalms, uh, but but all of Scripture. Yeah. With, you know, where they can really make a connection between the Word of God and their everyday life. That's awesome.
0: Um, and Sonia, what about you? I mean, you, you approach it on a daily basis, you read, how, how do you do that?
1: So I use the love the Word. Yeah. I listen, observe, I verbalize and I entrust. And that, the, the Word of God is alive to me. Yeah. <laughs> he is there. God is present there and what I have found, well, first of all, as a convert, that was the only tool we had to get in touch with God. Mm. So we didn't have sacraments. There wasn't a way to receive grace that, you know, that was a given, you know, a a sure thing, a promise. So that was it, it was the Bible, that was it. So I arduously began to try to build a habit and what I discovered very quickly is that God met me there. He met me there within 26 days. I, when I first started, I you know, I slept through, I had to get up very early to ch- even try it and I slept through it for, for days. And, and even then, you know, I, I called my mentor and I said, he's not saying anything, there's nothing here. This is a waste of time. And she said, well, how long have you been doing it? And I said, five days. And she said, no, you have to go back. So it was on day 26 when he met me. And I know because mm. it was a particular proverb and he, he began right away, he began right away confronting me in the most, he doesn't break the bruised reed of us, right? The, mm. the prophets say he, he began confronting me in my behavior and my faults and my weaknesses and my wounds and my ugh, all of that very quickly, very gently, but very absolutely and in a way that began to teach me how to trust him as my heavenly father. And that has been the most valuable thing that I've learned and gained from the scriptures is not having had a good earthly father, Mm -hmm. I found a heavenly father and I learned, he taught me to trust him little by little, first with what I needed and then with what my, People needed, you know, my kids, my, my family, and then with what I just wanted, wow. you know, and, and it was a relationship. And that's what, that's what we both, that's, that's all, that's exactly what we're doing, what we do for yes. <laughs> is to draw people into that kind of relationship with God where they are healed, and they find the, the Heavenly Father and the love, the cherishing that they need and that they want and that they've never had before.
0: Wow, so beautiful. Powerful, it is alive, it literally is. And, uh, and just to point out, both of you, you follow the liturgical season, the readings of the day. Yes. Um, uh, why do you do that, just, just quickly, and, and why do you recommend doing that?
1: I do it because it's the Holy Spirit's voice to His church on a daily basis. Amen. People say I can't hear. I don't hear God speak. Well, we don't hear it because we're not listening. We're no. not reading the readings.
0: That's a very good point. I think um, it's there. It's been there yeah. for some some time. And that's if the Holy Spirit's inspiring the church, we should be listening to that. And if the church is presenting readings of that day, uh, read those readings. <laughs> so it's a great. That's a great takeaway. If if anyone forgets everything, remember that. Start there. If you don't know where to start, start with the readings of the mm-hmm. ma- that mass. Um, so. This is great. we we, we touched on the genres, um, we've touched on, it's not a scientific book, it's not a historical book, um, it's alive, it's God speaking to us today, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. We've got all these details in there. How, um, typology, you touched on that, what is typology and how do you approach that in this study?
2: Okay, um, so when the, the church talks about the four senses of scripture. So the first sense is literal, historical. Not meaning like literally, but 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 literary genre. Mm-hmm. So, um, are you reading a wisdom book? Are you reading history? Are you reading poetry? Mm-hmm. Are you reading? So, so, because the way you read it, apocalyptic. A, 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 yeah. po, oh, apocalyptic! Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness! Like Ezekiel. Like, in fact, you look at Ezekiel. There's some very strong parallels. Book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, wow, you know, the, the bronze feet with the bronze legs, and the glass, the 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 the, the floor was like crystallite. And, stuff. and you look at Book of Revelation, say, hey, wait a minute, that looks just like what's going on here. Yeah. So, so what is what is that about? You know, look, looking at it from from that perspective. So, it's about archaeology. You look at redaction criticism. You look at um, uh, you look at uh, Um, all those different types, in a sense scientific way of approaching the the word uh, um, around it. But then there's the spiritual senses of scripture, right? Mm. Um, And um, there's the, uh, the, well the typological. So how do uh, situations, stories in the Old Testament point to what's going on with Christ in the New Testament? Um, So for example, the crossing of the Red Sea you know, going from slavery to freedom. It's like a, a type of baptism. You know, when you baptize you die, you enter the tomb with Christ and rise in a new life. You leave your old life of slavery yes. to sin behind and you enter into the promised land, it's new life with Christ, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, That's right. an
0: example of typology there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so many so. of that, so much of that in the in Yeah, in the
2: Bible. And, 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 uh, and a lot of people, that's the one thing. When, when you learn about scripture in school, like even grade school, high school, you don't learn typology, no. you know? But and that's I,
1: what makes it come alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I
2: think that's, those are the kind of connections. I mean, without using the, the fancy theological language, mm-hmm. but just teaching young people to see those connections because they oh, yes. now I understand. Because now they're, they're more invested, if you will, and their lives are more invested in, in God's word because it makes sense to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And the church fathers were big fans of typology too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Any other examples you can share, like a, uh, just examples of typology?
1: Just oh gosh, like throwing, putting on the there's so many. There's okay, so so for me, one of them, one of the main ones, would have been um, the manna, mm. the present spread in the tabernacle, mm-hmm. Ezekiel's scroll, Melchizedek's uh, offering of bread and wine. Mm-hmm. The offerings of the lamb and the grain and oil and the wine on the mm-hmm. altar—all of those are types of the Eucharist. All together, they point to this bread that is. Here, here's another really important thing about topology: the type, the antitype, the the final thing that it's symbolizing is always greater than the type. So if the manna was daily, then it has to be greater than daily. It has to be like supernatural because Mm -hmm. the the manna that fell in the wilderness was itself supernatural, but not in a spiritual way. It was in a physical way. So the Eucharist then is spiritual, miraculous, daily, and supernatural, spiritually. Mm -hmm. So there are all of these parallels between the old and new. And once you start to make those connections, it makes the whole Old Testament just come alive. It's like fireworks in there. It's like, wow, because it's so, it's so ingenious. You know, it's almost like God planted these little, these little treasures and you just, you discover them. You know, it's like, whoa, very cool. Yeah,
2: so yeah, exactly right. Like again, some of the more allegorical or typological images, Um, the woman in Genesis two coming from the side of her husband. You look at the crucifix, the church mm. is born from the side of Christ. The bride comes forth from the side of the bridegroom uh, on right the cross. The woman comes forth from the side of the man. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, David? Ark
1: of the Covenant.
2: There's so many. Exactly, ark of the Covenant. Mary, Mary as the new ark of the Covenant.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you share a lot of these in this book? In this oh study? yeah. So there's a lot of people Absolutely.
2: can expect. Absolutely. Oh, David with Goliath. Wow. David mm-hmm. sling and five smooth stones. Mm. I think that's a type of rosary. Yeah, wow. The sling and five, you know, the five swoops represent the five wounds of Christ, and each of the five joyful, sorrowful, luminous, and glorious mysteries of the rosary.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Is, yeah. So you got oh.
2: allegorical, tropological, the, the other, just to finish off the sense of the scripture. So tropological is the moral sense of scripture. Okay. So the Ten Commandments, right? The Ascetic Hadibrot in the Old Testament pointing to Jesus summing those up love God love your neighbor yourself, and the Beatitudes, and the other laws that, again, not, not abrogating what came before, but, for, but seeing the, their fulfillment and, the, and the, their deepest meaning in Christ. And then the last one, the allegorical, anthropological, anagogical, anagogia in Greek means to look upward. Mm-hmm. So what points us toward our ultimate end, our ultimate purpose, our ultimate fulfillment? You know, so again, we talked about Ezekiel and, that, and that some of the imagery <laughs> that we see in there. Daniel's another one that has some of that imagery. Well, we see that also in the book of Revelation, which points us toward our ultimate end, which is the beatific vision, right? Life with God forever in heaven. And so we help people to understand how to, you know, when you look at this in the Bible, how am I supposed to understand this? Not so I can be a biblical scholar, but so I can see my life and connect more deeply with what God is saying to me in and through his word.
0: Praise. So this is not a, um, a line by line uh, commentary of the Bible. This is, you're, you're, you're giving the reader or the student um, practical tips of how to approach it with all these layers and then and then make it real. Anything else we haven't covered here? This is quite, quite I'll interesting. I'll just
1: reiterate, it's a primer. It's yeah. a primer on how yeah. to start.
0: Interesting. So yeah, this I, is like I, level zero. Right?
2: I, I would see this in a preparation for a Jeff Cavins kind of, uh, oh, a that's great adventure great. Bible that was be timeline. My next question.
0: Where, where does the timeline? No, so this would definitely. I
2: absolutely agree with Sony. This would definitely be before. Yeah. Because this is much more personal. I'm not okay. saying those other ones aren't. They're they're very very good. But but I think
1: you get lost in in a, in a major study like that yeah. if you don't have some sort of bearings. Mm-hmm. If you don't know something about the Bible, you get very lost and, and you could just abandon the whole thing. And we don't want people to do that. No, you know, no, that's right. You've got to have a little primer, a little map to, to just help you get started yes. so that you, you don't get overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A lot, so I, it complements nicely that timeline. So if you look mm-hmm. at a timeline with the genealogies and looking at where things fit in the historical um, context, then that along with... So this if, if those there's probably a lot of people out there that have done that. But do you recommend they can come back, try this, and that would help them unlock, of course. I guess? Yeah, because the I mean, timeline.
1: the timeline, it pulls in lots of different books, right? Yes. But not the whole Bible. Yeah. You know, yeah. so um, especially when it relates to like just reading it and studying it on your own mm. in like a book by book, an exegetical kind of way, or, you know, the senses of scriptures. So yes. everybody, honestly, everybody needs a book like this yes. if they're going to read and study the Bible. They mm. need it. And it needs to be Catholic.
0: Absolutely. That's (laughs) the key, isn't it? It's with the understanding of the church. Now, when did you, so then, so the book, did you, uh, do you remember the year this was launched? Do you remember the, was it 2017?
2: Hmm.
1: 17, 2017, something like that.
0: And when it came out, when, how long was it before you decided to say, let's do a video series? How did that come
2: about? I thought we did
1: the videos first.
2: Before the book came out? I
1: think we did. Or didn't we?
2: Oh, I, so, really. I remember because back then I was working with Third Millennium Media. Yes. And um, uh, the idea okay, came no. of trying to de- develop content, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so at that time, they're like, oh, "Oh, we've got this, you know, the book. We should okay. do a video series, okay. thirteen episodes, because that's typical a television, like we want to do EWTN or mm-hmm. Catholic yes. TV in Boston or something like that that wanted to pick it up. Mm. You know, we did thirteen like, it was 28, 27 minutes and 30 seconds, something like that, and, you know, including the, the, the intro and the bumpers and stuff like that. So, um, and so that's how that came about. And, and uh, originally we released it as, you, as you're holding there, a DVD yes. and a CD audio and, and a video um, package. Fantastic. But, um, so there's we, we a We since migrated onto USB since. Yes. You know, yeah. Quite exciting. That, that seems to be going the way of eight uh, tracks <laughs> now. So, <laughs> so, there,
0: so the, are these thirteen thirty minute uh, episodes? Yep. And um, do you sort of follow the mm-hmm. chapters of the book? Is it sort of going through it that way?
1: Yeah, I yeah. think we pretty much summarised each chapter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Fantastic. That's exciting. So there's the video. People can. It's still available uh, in a DVD format. It's on. It's on our website at perusemedia.com. They can; those in America can get it through Bible Study Evangelista uh, through Deacons. Deacons' mm-hmm, okay. website, his which elfos. is uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> so Deacons, okay, which is through Peruse. Yeah, there you, go. So you <laughs> go. The DVDs are right there. Um, that's, that's that audio. Those who want to have an audio CD set, that's right there. And now, those who don't have a DVD player or a CD player, well, we've developed this. This is really cool. Very excited to announce this with these two here uh the usb so let me take this out what is a usb it's a thumb drive and so what you have there i don't know if the camera can pick this up miguel but um you've got the usb type a and then flip it around you got a usb type c this is really neat because it fits in smartphones it's uh uh, the apple laptops uh, apple computers um and most most computers smart tvs Mm -hmm. uh, even cars now so Mm -hmm. cars go straight in now what i love about how this worked out we combined both the video and the audio on this little device. That means if you put it in the car, it automatically plays the audio files. So you can, in sequence, the 13 episodes. If you then put it in a DVD player, then you'll see the videos. if you put it in a, um, like a smart TV, if you put it in a laptop, you'll see the files and you can pick how you want to do that. So, really neat. You can transfer them on a smartphone or whatever device you're using. And it's a keyring, and it's a great little thing to put on with the keys. So it's really neat. I'm so excited that that's now available, and uh, I encourage people to take advantage of that. Um, so that's that's really exciting. We've got now DVD, CD, USB, and then the physical paperback book, mm-hmm. um, which now is uh, an interesting development. Um, as as very recently, um, that Dynamic Catholic have yep. now taken us mm-hmm. on. So Dynamic Catholic have this this. Uh, with Matthew Kelly Mm -hmm. and we are holding this is their version it's a it's it's slightly different I feel like it's a it's a lighter version yeah this is the first time I'm actually seeing that version of it (laughs) (laughs) uh, when when I when we arrived here wow there you go so it's been wonderful um ignite so I love this tagline so ignite read the bible like never before and it really is that um now in these last five minutes we've got together Lexia Divina, read the daily scriptures. We've got typology, we've got all this. What would you say in this, just, just some takeaways um, right now? What what could we what could we do for people um, when they read this, listen to this? Is this for everyone right now to go? Those who if there are Bible scholars watching, if there are people who've done the timelines, if there are people who've done studies with Scott Hahn, this what would this do for them?
2: Yeah, well I think Again, it makes a much more personal connection. Mm, you know, um, uh, because he you know, said, the word is a person. Jesus yeah. says, I am the way, the truth. The truth is a person, yes. you know? and, and that person is speaking to us in his word. You know? And so who would wanna get to know somebody deeply, personally, intimately? You know? and, and he gives himself to us, yes, sacramentally, and the sacraments most especially in the Blessed Sacrament of the Eucharist. He also gives Himself to us in the Word. And, and sometimes I think uh, as, a, as practical Catholics, you know, we, we immerse ourselves in a sacrament without immersing ourselves as deeply in the Word. And so um, picking up a book like this will help you engage more deeply uh, in God's Word. And, and, and God will speak to you. Yeah. You know, He will speak Damn to man. your heart, to your situation, to your life. And, um, and who, want, who wouldn't want to get to, to know Christ yeah. Uh, and, and understand some of what's going on in the Old Testament, you know, which uh, seem confusing. Yes. You know, but it makes sense when you see that everything in there points toward Christ.
1: I think too, for people like us who are, who are Bible geeks or <laughs> academics or, you know, who love that kind of stuff, the, the knowledge of it, the, the nuts and bolts, a book like this helps, helps you share Scripture with people who aren't up there. You know, they don't oh, have, yeah. they don't, they're not Bible geeks. They're not academics. They're not, they don't know hardly anything about how to study and read, read the Bible. So that's the kind of tool that helps catechists and, and RCIA teachers and, and religious education directors and those kinds of people share with just lay people. You know, nice. here's how you begin. It's much more simple than we've made it. <laughs> and, and here's how.
0: I love it. Beautiful. It's really inspired me now to, to make sure, like, I, I, I study the Bible, I teach the Bible myself as well, we follow the Bible. But I guess uh, it's a good personal reminder for me, uh, and being open here, do I um, listen on a personal level, on a daily basis, what God is trying to te- teach me today? Mm. And I, don't, I don't know if I do that enough, and I, and I wonder if there's many out there are, are doing that. So, if there's a takeaway, uh, I, I think it's that making this personal, listening to God's voice, in every moment of your life and turning to scripture for guidance because it's God's guidance. Yeah, and don't be afraid Beautiful.
2: to like, um, and, and Sonia does this a lot too, emphasizes this in her her approach to rest in the word. Yes. You know, when when a, when a certain, you're reading through scripture, something hits you Yes. because it's right, you're like, oh my goodness, that sounds like it's speaking to me. Allow that moment to happen. Wow. Don't, don't keep reading. Stop. Stop. Mm-hmm. And just go, uh, Woo, let that Holy Spirit rest on you, you know, because God is saying, God's speaking to you right there. He's
1: present. Yeah, he's
2: present to you. He's like really present to you. Just allow it, just enjoy it, just rest in it. You know, and that's what the Word should do. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I can
0: see the excitement in both of you. Yeah. Um, And and so people's experience, their mass. So you started off saying you wanted to do this to help people in the mass. So finally, as we close, what's people, how is this going to impact people's mass experience? Catholics who go to Mass hearing the Word of God. What will change for them?
1: I think reading that book starts to make you understand that when you're in Mass hearing the readings read, that that is the voice of God speaking to you directly. Mm. It's not just the church, it's you directly. And he has something to say. He wants us to listen because it's his guidance. It's his encouragement. It's his correction. It's his love it's a relationship when we go to mass god's word is drawing us into that personal relationship it's not just to say it out into the open you know it's to say it into our hearts and to draw us into that relationship and so it's both things it's for the church of course it's liturgical but it's personal Mm -hmm. so when we hear the word of god spoken and read at mass we should approach it with here i am lord what do you want to say to me?"
2: Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and I, just from, from my perspective, I, I totally agree with, with, uh, with what Sonia said, and um, you know, the, the Mass, the whole, the whole uh, Mass is Scripture. Yeah. You know, if you sit in my other little <laughs> book, The Mass, yeah. Yeah. The mass is like Scripture, like every, almost every word we say at Mass, is from True. the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, and then you start to see the the liturgy is an unfolding of God's revelation, in word and in sacrament. So it's not this desperate thing; it, it it's all connected, you know. Um, and and that's what that's what the Word of God, that's what the Bible helps us helps us to do. Awesome.
1: And awesome. and the Catechism tells tells us that the one table of the Lord is the Eucharist and the Scriptures. Okay, mm-hmm. both yes. we need both. I
0: love it. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for, for being with us on this podcast and, and uh, all the very best the rest, the rest of this tour. It's been amazing and uh, having impact. We're praying for the rest of the tour, the work you're both doing, uh, the Bible study evangelista.com mm-hmm. and uh, um and uh, parousiamedia.com. So thanks, everyone. I uh, hope you got a lot out of this and, and maybe be inspired to get this book, uh, Ignite, uh, Read the Bible Like Never Before. It's available at our website at parousiamedia.com along with the USB, the audio CDs, and the DVDs as well. Thanks for joining us uh, this week, and until next time, God bless.